Takes a tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. All right, welcome into the Week 2 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. A strong Week 1 in the Mountain West saw the league tally two road wins over Power 5 opponents with West Division favorites Nevada handling Cal and Utah State storming back in the closing minutes to beat Nick Rolovich and Washington State in Pullman. That pair of victories over autonomous five opponents was more than the ACC, the Big 12, the MAC, the Pac-12, and the American Athletic Conference were each able to manage in Week 1. In the latest polls, Nevada is receiving votes in both the AP and coaches polls, while Fresno State, San Jose State, and Air Force are each receiving votes in the coaches poll. In total, nine of the 12 teams in the Mountain West have racked up a win here in the early going. Coming up on this week's show, we'll look back on that surprising comeback win by Utah State over Washington State with new Aggies head coach Blake Anderson and talk to him about his plans for getting Utah State back to the top of the Mountain Division. Plus, we'll check in with Hawaii. The longtime voice of the Rainbow Warriors, Bobby Curran, joins the show to break down Hawaii's one-in-one start to the 2021 season. It's great to have you along in the week two edition of This Week in the Mountain West right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week one around the Mountain West, we start with Nevada on Saturday. Down 14-0 early at Cal, but then Carson Strong gets it rolling in the second quarter. First and 10, Nevada at the Cal 43. Snap to Strong. He fakes a handoff. He sets up to throw long. He goes long to the right side. He wants dubs. He's all alone in the end zone. And Romeo's got it. Touchdown, Nevada. John Ramey on the call from Learfield. Wolfpack down one at the half, and then Strong would put Nevada ahead for good on the opening drive of the third. First and 10, Nevada at the Golden Bears 16. Snap to Strong. He's back to pass. He throws over the middle. He's got Cooks at the five. Cooks leaps into the end zone. Touchdown, Nevada. They go in front at Cal. 12-minute mark in the third. 
Strong throws for 312 yards and two touchdowns to earn Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week honors, and Nevada knocks off Cal 22-17. Solid start for New Mexico last Thursday at Dreamstyle Stadium and a 27-17 win over Houston Baptist. Kentucky transfer Terry Wilson giving the Lobos something they've lacked for a while now, a dangerous passing game. All the time in the world for Wilson. He has a man wide open at the goal line. It is caught. The first look for the kid. They call him Tay. Keontae Lanier from Long Beach Poly. Lobo touchdown, 47 yards. Robert Portnoy on the Lobo Radio Network. Wilson, three touchdown passes. Lobos 1-0. Back to Saturday, Air Force racks up 370 yards on the ground over 67 rushes and dominates Lafayette at Falcon Stadium. Air Force junior quarterback Kazik Daniels put up the hat trick in the win. Daniels option right, gets a block from Guidry at the 10, at the 5, touchdown Air Force! Kazik Daniels, his third rushing touchdown, a beautiful block from Jordan Guidry. Jim Arthur on the Air Force Sports Network from Learfield. Clean game for Air Force. They dominated time of possession and did not turn the ball over in a 35-14 win. Dramatic victory for Wyoming over their old friend Brent Vegan and Montana State in Laramie. Sean Chambers and the Cowboys driving in the final minute. Chambers in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looking to throw. Looks over the middle and this is going to be caught. It's a touchdown, Cowboys! Creighton Welch, the junior from Buffalo, Minnesota, with the catch. And the Cowboys with the lead with 47 seconds left. Dave Walsh on the call from Learfield, 1916, the final. Good to see Chambers back healthy. He throws for 196 yards in the win. Speaking of drama, Utah State at Washington State, the Aggies were down two scores with under six minutes to play, but then got it rolling. A Calvin Tyler two-yard touchdown run set up the Utah State defense to force a Cougars three and out, and then Logan Bonner, the transfer from Arkansas State, engineers the game-winning drive. 15 seconds left. Utah State with the ball at the Washington State seven for a chance to win this game. Bonner with Tyler next to him. Looks right, throws right, caught into the end zone. That is a Utah State touchdown, and the Aggies have taken the lead in Pullman. DT, are you with me? Utah State has taken the lead with 12 seconds left to go in the game. Scott Gerard with the call courtesy of Learfield. Utah State wins at 26-23. Much more on this one with Aggies head coach Blake Anderson coming up in the next segment. Hawaii gets win number one, beating Portland State 49-35 on campus in Manoa. Calvin Turner with the highlight play of the season in the early going here in the Mountain West. This time they fake the handoff. They'll swing it back to to Calvin Turner. They were ready for this one. Now he's going to reverse direction. He's coming around the near side. He may have a hole. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 20. He is at the end and he will score. Touchdown Hawaii. Bobby Curran on ESPN Honolulu will chat with Bobby about these Rainbow Warriors later in the show. And finally, from week one, San Diego State football doing its thing, run game and defense. Aztecs average nearly six yards a carry, and the pass rush dominates in a 28-10 win over New Mexico State in Carson. Deep drop, pen- with great penetration, a pickoff at the 25-yard line, got a chance to go, 10-5, touchdown! 
Andrew Alecki, Aztec, kick on the boys. The great Ted Leitner on Extra 1360 in San Diego. We'll talk to Utah State head coach Blake Anderson after these words from your local station. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Blake Anderson, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Blake Anderson in his first season in Logan after seven seasons at Arkansas State where the Red Wolves went 51-37 and in his tenure and played in six bowl games. And his first game at Utah State, a road win against a Power 5 opponent as the Aggies storm back to beat Washington State 26-23 in Pullman. And Blake Anderson joins us fresh off of his first victory at Utah State. Coach, congratulations and welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate you having me, and thank you so much. Man, it was a fun night. The guys played their tails off. Energy level was through the roof, and um, and we found a way to found a way to stay close and, and get the win in the last quarter when when it mattered most. So proud of what the guys did. Yeah, what was the biggest thing you learned about your football team on Saturday night in that comeback win? Well, a couple things. You know, just their ability and willingness to play at the at the effort level. We asked, but we when you watch the tape. We we outrun the guys. We out we outran them. We out hit them. Um, that that's huge. We, we don't feel like that that talent is gonna is gonna be near enough for us. We've got to be willing to out, outwork people, and, and that's that was the formula going in. Get it to the fourth quarter. Let our conditioning take over. And as they got tired, you know we won't. And that's really what happened. We while we had so much success down the end, which our guys are in great shape. They've worked hard to get there. They're willing to willingness to play hard all the way through, and, and we made plays in the end when we had to and, and had to step on them or could chase them down or could get away from them in spaces that we need to. And so I learned that these guys, will they'll give me what I need. They'll play hard. They, they believe in what we're trying to do. They bought in. And that gives us a chance to be successful. You played both your quarterbacks, Logan Bonner and Andrew Peasley. What did they show you? You know, both kind of what we expected. Andrew did a great job with his feet, uh, extended plays and getting out of the pocket, a couple quarterback runs that, that got really, really close to popping. Uh, showed at times some inexperience. He hadn't played a whole lot, and, and we put a ball on the ground that, that, he, can't, that he can't have. Uh, Bonner, exactly what you expected, connected the dots with his arms, did a great job from the pocket. Uh, he let one ball get away from him that ended up in a turnover that, that we need to avoid. But, you know, his experience down the stretch, being in that situation that a two-minute drill in a in a in an environment like that he, he did exactly what we expect him to do he, he settled in and, and played great and, and helped us get the ball in the end zone so I thought both did really really good things both had a few mistakes that we got to fix moving forward but uh, I, I was really not surprised by what we saw from either one of them your defense held the Cougars under 400 yards of total offense didn't give up a touchdown over the final 19 minutes of the game helped create that comeback who really showed out on that side of the ball for you you know, a handful, a lot of them did, to be honest with you. Guys that, that really, I think, stood out. We all expected Justin Rice to play well and Marcus Moore up front, but you saw plays from Nick Henniger all over the field. You know, he's a guy we're still getting to know. I think the Mountain West probably is pretty familiar with him, but, man, his effort level was unbelievable. Don Tatum and Shaq in the back end, uh, you know, I, I think they showed up the way we tackled at the second level. Pat Joyner, a new transfer that came in from Miami, had a couple key, key plays with the safety and, and then a couple big tackles for losses. So there was, there was great play across the board. I thought our corners held up. 
uh, outside. We had them in man coverage a lot. Both the Zahadre and Cam were tested. Still think Cam came away from with a pick that they got called back with uh, with a pass interference. But I, I thought he played it cleanly and it could have been a turnover in our favor. So I think collectively they played great together. We played a lot of guys, but the energy level that they played with and how we got a lot of hats to the ball was a big key to us being able to hold them down. And Honestly, with the exception of the one big play that, that Borgie had down the sideline, uh, if you take that play off the board, I mean, it was a huge night for us. We, we let one get away that, that we didn't want to. So that result, in the context of last season's difficulties for the program, combined with this being your first game as the head coach at Utah State, what did that win mean to your players and to this program as a whole? Uh, it was huge. It was huge. You know, we, we, we talk about it all the time. The, the team from last year doesn't exist anymore. This is a completely new, new group of guys, from staff to players, and you know, people that work uh, around the program and how we do things. And, you know, th- this is a, a fresh start for us. Uh, it, it doesn't make things in the past right or wrong. It, it's, you know, it, it just is what it is. This is a new group, and, and you've we've combined transfers and, and new staff and new systems and new schemes and kind of just a, a different mindset. And the guys that chose to stay have just a completely different approach to the day-to-day uh, of what we do. And, and I think it showed, and it was huge validation, I think, for them that they chose to stay for the right reasons, that we're doing things the right way, that we care about them in and out of football, and that this is truly becoming a very tight-knit family, which is what we want it to be. Now, it only matters if we keep if we keep moving forward, if we keep improving and keep playing well. We don't want to be the team that just had one great win and that was it. So the challenge for us is to, is to prepare even harder, uh, improve more, and expect more from each other, and I think the guys will do that this week moving into North Dakota. Coach, Arkansas State, it's a world away from Logan, Utah. What is something that you would like college football fans on this side of the country to know about Blake Anderson? You know, that's a great question. I I just want to know, man, that I I love what I do. I'm I'm grateful that God gave me the opportunity to do what I do. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, I've fallen in love with the Valley and this group of guys, particularly considering all they have been through and all the turmoil of, of, of last year and me getting here, uh, man, I feel completely blessed every day to come to work. We're going to give everybody all the effort and energy we got. Uh, they're going to get every bit of me that I have, and we're going to do the best we can to, to, to have this place playing great ball and honestly representing the university well. I, I, I want to win games at the highest level, but I want, I want these young men to, to really grow, and I think that's, uh, that's what, to me, I stand for doing it in a way that really honors God and shows guys growing not just as players but as husbands and fathers and teammates and and beyond football coach last thing what are the biggest things you are looking to see as the next steps forward friday against north dakota well it's just that take the next step don't uh don't sit on a win and pat yourself on the back we we talked yesterday and again this morning expect to be coached harder expect to be pushed further expect more of yourself uh, don't be the don't be the team that had a great win, but then let it fizzle because you uh, were, were spending too much time patting yourself on the back. I mean, we did not play our best ball. We've got a, a tough opponent coming in and a really tough stretch over the next four weeks. Uh, you know, there's nothing easy about where we're headed. So uh, you know, bear down and, and truly take the next step and improve this week. Play harder, play cleaner, better football this week than we did against Washington State. 
Utah State is 1-0. They will take on North Dakota this Friday. Blake Anderson, year number one in Logan as the head coach of the Utah State Aggies. Coach, congratulations on a great victory. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks so much. Up next here on the Mountain West Radio Network, a conversation with the voice of Hawaii football, Bobby Curran, about the Rainbow Warriors' 1-1 one one start to the season. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. This is Coach Todd Graham, head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Hawaii 1-1 one one after Saturday's 49-35 win over Portland State at the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. So what have we learned about the Rainbow Warriors after two games? Well, here to explore that topic and more is the voice of Hawaii football on ESPN Honolulu and the host of the Bobby Curran Show. That's right, it is Bobby Curran. Bobby, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Nate. I'm well. Appreciate you. Bobby, two games in. What conclusions have you drawn about this team here in year two of the Todd Graham regime in Manoa? Well, I, I would say that Hawaii has a chance to be pretty good, but there's not a ton of margin for error. And against UCLA, I mean, Hawaii kind of felt like gee, maybe if we get a break, maybe make a play on special teams, get a pick. Maybe we can uh, we can be in there. Unfortunately, exactly the opposite happened. Those things went to UCLA's way, and that made it a bit of a blowout because they had superior talent. The uh, situation was just about the opposite when Hawaii was at home for the home opener against Portland State, where everything went well for Hawaii, and they had more talent. It was 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. If anything, Hawaii might have taken its foot off the gas a little bit. And I, that's not a team that can really afford to do that, as Todd Graham relentlessly points out to them. So I think they can be pretty good. But again, it's got to be attention to detail, and they cannot relax even with a lead. Let's talk about this team a little bit. Chevin Cordero, fourth-year sophomore quarterback. He's agile. He has the great arm. Played well against Portland State. What is the read on Cordero this season? I think Cordero just needs to be more consistent. For example, he was 18 for 25 for 301 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick, which was deflected, which out of a Hawaii player's hands and into a defender. So I, I hardly could blame him for that. But that's 72% completion rate. I kind of feel like he has suffered from last year, from a couple of games in which he wasn't very consistent, 
because he wasn't even mentioned in the best four quarterbacks in the conference. And frankly, I think that is an undersell on, on Chevin. He's a terrific runner. He was actually from Pop Warner. He was half a quarterback and half a running back. And you can see it when he takes off. He's got great vision and he's got a make you miss thing about him. And he can make all the throws. So I really think that he could be the key to Hawaii's success this year. The Calvin Turner touchdown against Portland State. That play looked like it was going to be a disaster. And then Turner just puts on the Jets, reverses field, and beats everybody. Bobby, you were laughing by the end of the call. It was a fantastic play. How does that really exemplify the player that Calvin Turner is? Well, as the Todd Graham has said, well, you know, he's our best running back and he's our best receiver. Now, unfortunately, he does have lapses. For example, in that game, two muff punts and a kickoff that he came up on, it was short, and it took an odd bounce right under his legs into the end zone and recovered by Portland State for a touchdown. So that's not good. He's got to get a handle on that. But as far as excitement and vision and hands and all of the things you want to have, quick jump cuts, I mean, he's the complete package player. Now, again, almost as a microcosm of this team, he just needs to be consistent and be careful of making egregious errors. Bobby, you talk about it all the time. Everything about Hawaii football is just a different kind of deal. Todd Graham in his second season at the helm with the Rainbow Warriors. How's he doing so far? So far, so good. I mean, he's a bit of a salesman is how I would put this. Um, but he gets buy-in from players who, I mean, we have offensive linemen that you look at them and you say, is he really, was that the guy that was 315 last year? Because he's probably 290 now and looks terrific. You, we don't have any of the kind of, or very little of that kind of sloppy fat that you sometimes see on some old linemen um, because they have been going at a pace that is almost unreal. So, I mean, they're snapping. I think they said they snapped at, Every 21 seconds, it was. It looked faster than that because they count from, okay, you snap one ball, and then the count starts. And then they, they don't stop until the next one. So when the play is ending, they get right up, and it's pretty much let's go. And uh, I think that's going to be effective. Very few teams practice that way. Fortunately, our defense also practices that way. They made some big plays on defense, got some pressure on Davis Alexander, the Portland State quarterback, but again some lapses in the secondary so it's really about eliminating some of those mistakes Nate because if they can do that they can be pretty pretty special group Bobby Curran he is the voice of Hawaii football the Rainbow Warriors at Oregon State coming up on Saturday Uh, Bobby will have that call as he always does Bobby great stuff thank you for the time thanks for catching up with us Thank you, Nate. Aloha. We'll preview the entire Week 2 slate in the Mountain West, including that Hawaii-Oregon State matchup next after these words from your local station. This is Andy Avalos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your week two slate opens with a doubleheader Friday night 
We get it going at 7 p.m. Mountain Time with Blake Anderson's Utah State Aggies looking to go 2-0 for the first time since 2012. They host North Dakota on CBS Sports Network. And then it's Boise State facing UTEP on the blue turf at Albertson Stadium at 7.30 Mountain on FS1. First matchup between these old whack foes in nearly 20 years. Nine games on the schedule for Saturday beginning at 11.30 Mountain Time with Wyoming at Northern Illinois in a game you can stream on ESPN+. Cowboys' run game is supposed to be their bread and butter, but they only managed 3.5 yards a carry last week against Montana State. CBS says Air Force at Navy at 1.30 Mountain. Falcons have not claimed the Commander-in-Chief's trophy since 2016. That mission begins this year against the Midshipmen. New Mexico has won three in a row dating back to last season. They have not won four straight since 2016. They can do just that, facing New Mexico State in Albuquerque in a game you can stream on Stadium at Five Mountain. Pac-12 Network has San Diego State at Arizona at 6 p.m. Pacific. Aztecs with a great chance to give the Mountain West their third win over the Pac-12 already this season. Another Mountain West Pac-12 matchup is UNLV at number 23, Arizona State at 6.30 Pacific on ESPN2. Rebels still looking for win number one under Marcus Arroyo. 7 p.m. Pacific stream Fresno State and Cal Poly at beautiful Bulldog Stadium on the Mountain West Network and watch it locally on the CW59 in the Valley. Ronnie Rivers, the nation's active leader with 45 career touchdowns as he looks to add to that tally against the Mustangs. Colorado State hoping to bounce back in a big way hosting Vanderbilt at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins. That game kicks off at 8 Mountain on CBS Sports Network. Nevada can keep it rolling against Idaho State at 7.30 Pacific on Stadium. And the late game, Hawaii at Oregon State at 8 p.m. Pacific. That's 5 o'clock in Hawaii on FS1. And that will do it for the Week 2 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You need to follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and Instagram at Mountain West Conference and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Kreckman. Enjoy Week 2. We'll talk to you next week. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.